Oh yeah, but take it. Easy. Man, Eric, you know, we're recording this episode uh probably like way too early to even mention this, but what a game in game two, man. We just got done watching it. It is to uh Wednesday, June 9th. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. And the Suns just obliterated the Denver Nuggets for really the second night in a row. Well, not in a row, technically, but second game in a row, I should say. Now, again, we're recording this episode very early, so who knows how the rest of the series is going to play out. But, man, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we're recording it. It's June 9th, um, 6-9, and... Just got done with game two a couple minutes ago. It was a really good time. Um, nice game, things like that. And yeah, I mean, it's it really looked like they were the dominant team. And obviously it's going to be different when they head to Denver and have to play in the altitude. And yeah. um, Denver's always strong at home. So um, yeah. the series is nowhere near over. But I would definitely, uh, definitely keep my hopes up as a Suns guy. You know, that's where I'm going to disagree with you. But before we get into that, uh, Eric and I are going to be talking about the Suns. We've got uh, Section 7 basketball tournaments coming up. we got really cool jerseys unveiled by an East Valley team. We've got, which also, for some reason, like, I guess people didn't like the fact that they unveiled summer jerseys. I don't, I don't really get it. We'll get into that. Um, you know, we've got, uh, I mean, geez, we've got, you know, it, it's college football camp time for a lot of these kids. Uh, obviously, Chili's, um, you know, Chili's Flight Club. Now, I'm going to say that it's already over. Obviously, it hasn't quite happened yet based on when we're actually recording this, but uh, Eric and I had time. We kind of jumped in a little bit early to uh, to record our next episode. Um, man, I mean, just there, there's kind of a lot going on, even though there's not a whole lot going on, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, there's um, not a lot of regular season games yeah. in terms of high school athletics and everything, but there's certainly you know still stories going on still interesting exactly. stuff happening exactly so with that being said uh thank you all for tuning in and uh as we've already kind of mentioned we're going to stick right with the phoenix suns a uh, very very big game uh or sorry big winning game two um you know eric i said that i was going to disagree with you because i actually tweeted out that i thought that the, the nuggets would get one at home i actually changed my mind because when i saw even even though it was their their reserves I mean, they didn't even try to come out and cover. I want to say it was like, it might have been Cam Johnson at three-point line. They didn't even try to come out and cover him. They literally just stood there and watched. And the bench, all the starters, heads down. I mean, you could tell they were done. They quit. Um, So I quote tweeted my own tweet, and I said, I changed my mind. Get the brooms. This series is done. It's over. I think Suns are going to win in four games. They're just, right now, they're unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I I don't agree quite yet. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think Denver is a tough team at home. But, I mean, if it goes anywhere near like it's gone the last couple games, then I think you're right. You see, Denver's a good team at home, but the Suns are one of the best teams on the road. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't think there's any guarantee that Denver will win a game. I just think it'll it'll probably be more competitive. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because – you know, Suns Twitter, or not you know, not even Suns Twitter, NBA Twitter is all, oh, well, you know, they played, you know, a Lakers team that didn't have AD. They're playing a Nuggets team that didn't have, that doesn't have Jamal Murray. Okay. And? 
I mean, this look at the Suns playing ball right now. They they literally look unstoppable. Um, I mean, AD, yeah, that one's a big one. Jamal Murray obviously is very talented, but even if Jamal Murray was there, the rest of that offense can't do anything. So I don't know how much of a difference Jamal Murray would truly make. Um, now, obviously, people are probably going to disagree with me on that one, but I mean, come on, man. The Suns are just playing so well right now. Yeah, no, agreed. They're they're great, and I have a hard time believing. I mean, I don't know what the final uh, game tally will be, but it's hard for me to think that um, they're not going to win this series. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and again, I mean, that's kind of the problem. Like, we're, we're kind of speculating a little bit. Um, but, I mean, yeah, to your point, like, if – if we recorded our next show in about a week or whatever and the series was tied, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. If, so. if they get to like 2-2, two, 3-3, two, three, three, goes to a game seven, I would be ultra surprised as well. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, guys like our good friend Ralph, uh, he even put on there on Twitter, um, you know, 10 games left, start believing or something like that. Um 10 games left. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. 10 wins left basically. And the Suns are what NBA champions at that point. Is that, is that the right math there? Six, yeah. If they got, yeah. if they get yeah. 10 more wins, then yes. Now, obviously the last four, <laughs> it's a bit premature. To, yeah. The last four would have to come likely against the nets, which the nets or the Sixers or one of those awesome teams out there. And yeah, I don't, I'm not on the rest even, of the West either. No, but I'm not as worried about the Sixers as I am the Nets. I mean that that team is is ridiculous. Yes, agreed. I mean, you even you even tweeted that you're excited to see you know KD and Giannis go at it, but there hasn't been much of a battle. No, it so has far. not. I thought that would be a closer series to this point. It's been a couple of blowouts, just like the the second round between the Nuggets and the Suns has been. And I mean, obviously that might change when uh, when Milwaukee goes home, but. And we'll know by the time this airs if it did change or not. But I mean, geez, it's uh, <laughs> not looking good for uh, for Milwaukee there, is it? Uh, speaking of playoff rounds, Eric, this is something that I brought up on Twitter. Um, I kind of surprised you because I said that we were going to talk about it when you didn't really know. Um, but uh, an interesting report from uh, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports. Um, college football playoff may go to a 12-team format. I actually asked uh, for some responses to that and just to see like, how people feel about this. I think it needs to be expanded. I'm just not so sure if 12 teams is the right number because I think some of the matchups could start to get watered down a bit. Uh, Chris, Gridiron Arizona, our good friend, he agrees with me. He said it will cheapen the regular season where every week matters. He thinks the most he would go is eight teams. I agree with him. I think I would go eight and leave it at that. Uh, conference winners of Power Five, one group of six, and two wild cards. So I, I don't know. And this is a conversation that I kind of had a little bit with um, Andrew Morgan and Jacob Saliga, the two interns for Arizona Varsity. Um, where do you lump Notre Dame and BYU and those teams that obviously would have been in the playoff last year? Um, well, Notre Dame was in the playoff. But BYU, um, if you go to a 12-team format, that's a team that would have been in as well. So where do you group teams like that into the playoff when they're independents and they're not officially a part of a conference? Yeah, 
No, I feel that it's, I don't know that I agree that it cheapens the regular season, quote unquote, a little bit, but I mean, there's also, it's silly that you can, you know, lose one or two games and basically be out. Um, Like maybe a team that goes against Alabama um, might be one of the top eight or whatever team, but just because of they lose one game against the toughest team in the whole country, they're out of it. Um, well, that that doesn't usually make a difference, though, because I mean we see it all the time where you know these SEC teams, SEC teams will beat up on each other and then they end up in the playoff or competing for it anyway. Yeah, for sure, it ex- it happens, but I don't know. I just I like the idea of um, more playoff teams. You get maybe one bad one in the in the first round, but once it comes to eight teams or whatever, if you're top eight you're a pretty freaking good team. Um, And, you know, you might see an upset. That's why a lot of people like the NCAA tournament so much is the chance at an upset. So why not add that element in a little bit? Yeah, that the the thing with that, though, is I feel like there's not as much of an element of an upset when it comes to football because I think it's a lot more of a complex game, if that makes sense. But there's been upsets before. Like there has, but I mean it's not as frequent as you would see in like college basketball, for example. But that also might be because of the just the sheer number, right? Like if there was only sixteen teams in the college basketball tournaments, then we might not see as many upsets because there aren't as many chances for them. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Richard Smith from uh, the you know West Valley Preps. Uh, he says that he would start with six teams and do the uh, the Power Five champions and then one at large bid. So, um, top two teams get a buy, three four seeds uh, get home field advantage, and then that way he says that the regular season still means something. Um, I'm gonna agree with you where I think the regular season is still gonna mean something because at the end of the day you still have to play those games to become one of those top six, eight, ten, twelve seeds. So, I I mean. I think just adding two more teams, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do that, then you, you might as well just go to eight. and just Yeah, that's what I think, to too. Cause I and think, then an I eight's mean, a clean bracket, one through yeah. eight. You can't really argue. Um, you The top eight teams, like, you're not going to have one of those sweetheart teams, you know, Utahs of the past or – a Notre Dame team that goes to undefeated all in the regular season. Um, watch what you say. Watch what top, you say. Watch and, what you say. And, I, and not make the top eight, <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. Um, if, okay. They, if they do that. But, you know, it kind of still weeds out. Like, if you can't make the top eight, you shouldn't necessarily be in the in the championship running anyway, I don't think. So, yeah. um, well, and that, I, think, and that kinda, I think eight makes sense. And that kind of brings up a good point because we're talking about Power 5 conferences getting automatic bids, which I think is, is should be the case. But what happens if, you know, like, what what was it last year where Oregon and U.S. – was it Oregon-USC played for the Pac-12 title? Yeah. And neither of them were in, like, the top, like, 15. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean it, it is kind of like college basketball in that sense where – you know, a team that isn't ranked obviously is going to knock out a team that's on the bubble. Um, that maybe like, well, I guess, I guess all ranked teams technically go, but you know what I'm trying to say. 
um, you know, those teams are obviously going to get favored because you're a power five, you know, champion. Now, granted, they don't have to be one through five. They could, you know, I mean, theoretically, you could put a Pac-12 team that maybe isn't very good, but they won the conference. It's also not very good at, you know, yeah. number eight or nine or whatever. But um, how often does that actually happen? What do you mean? Like that a team is um, is like an Oregon or USC or something like that. Like, I don't think that's an every year occurrence. Like where they're not very good? Yeah. Have you seen the Pac-12 in recent years? I suppose. But I still think you should be honored for winning the conference. And if you get smoked in the first round, then so be it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what Pac-12 you're watching, but I don't think Pac-12 has been that great recently. No, they haven't been that great, but I still think that whoever wins that conference is decent enough and can win a game. I mean, Washington was really good a few years ago, but look what happened to them when they got into the playoff. Yeah, they get smoked, so be it. Yeah, so... You lose a first-round game, half the teams lose the first round. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Uh, Ralph brings up a really good point. If you're going to go 12, might as well use the FCS model and go 16. That's one thing that I've always wondered. Why haven't they just adopted the FCS model? I mean, there's no bowl games, obviously, but it's a 16-team playoff. Like, why haven't they just done that already? You answered your question. It's because there's no bowl games. And those bowl games make so much money. That's true. Actually, that's true. I would be kind of upset if I couldn't cover the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the the big bowls would end up being like the Fiesta Bowl would be a semifinal or a quarterfinal or whatever um, is what it would probably end up being. But um, it still is um, – it's still tough. Like to – if we're talking about cheapening the regular season, then 16 does make it a little bit cheaper. Like yeah. four times the amount of teams uh, com- when compared to four is a big uh, – is a big market and not, I was going to say improvement, but a, uh, a, a, a lot more. Yeah. And like, I even kind of brought up to Ralph and I don't know if he saw it, but if you're talking like, obviously with a 12 team format, you know, the top two seeds would have to have a bye week because then it'd be uneven. Yeah. So then we're talking about an Ohio state team at number three playing coastal Carolina. Yes. The Chanticleer has had a great season. But can they beat Ohio State? In my opinion, hell no. There's no way, in, there's no chance, right? Yeah, but that's why you play the game. That's true. But what happens if you get matchups like that across the board? Then I mean, it's then a boring obviously... first round and so be it. Yeah. There's some pretty bad first round playoff games in the NFL sometimes. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Like, you can't ever think about the NBA playoffs. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, this year was kind of different, but normally you see two or three sweeps in the NBA first round. Like, and it doesn't mean that the playoffs were a failure. There were too many NBA teams that made it. And you, I guess you could argue that like maybe, maybe the eight seed doesn't deserve to be in it or whatever, but you know, every more, every game with stakes that you can have um, is impactful. And I think it's important. I don't know. I really liked how the NBA did the format this year with the play-in. Yeah, I do too. Not everyone does, but I like it. So, and I mean, I think... I think There were more teams. Yeah, and it was kind of more of an excitement too, in my opinion. Yeah, it made something that wasn't exciting before more exciting. Yeah, so... 
I don't know. I just, man, I mean, I, I think the 12-team format would be great. Ralph has a very good point with 16, um, and, and you brought up a good point with the bowl games too. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you just throw all, throw all your chips, you know, just play the entire hand and say, screw it, let's just jump to 12 right away. Or maybe do you ease into it if you're the college football playoff committee. But, I mean, either way, I think more than four teams will be exciting. So yeah, I'm looking I think, forward to it. Uh, I think eight makes the most sense. Um, yeah, six is fun, but it isn't that much of an improvement. It seems like a a a change for change's sake. So let me thing. ask you. Let me ask you this then: If you're talking eight, so you get obviously you get the Power Five champions, right? Sure. Who do you take as the next three? Do you take maybe a one or two loss SEC team over a team like? I don't know, maybe an undefeated or a 12 and one Coastal Carolina team. I think that you don't have to make that decision because both would probably get it. Well, you know what I'm saying though, because there's going to be other teams like that in other conferences. And I mean, BYU had a very good season this year and obviously Notre Dame. I mean, where do yeah, you, you're not gonna, that's the thing is I don't think you're going to make everybody happy with whatever the outcome is. Yeah, I'm just you know what I'm asking though, right? Like no, I definitely know. There's yeah, I don't know the answer. When you do eight, then obviously you only have the opportunity to bring three at-large bids, and when you have one of the best programs in the country, maybe I'm biased, yes, in Notre Dame, on an annual basis. I mean, you would as an independent, not in a conference. Obviously, they're technically an at-large, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. So that ends up being they have to earn it. And if they had done it this year, they would have earned it. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Paula Bovin, who's going to have to make that uh, decision. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of college football, Eric, um, it's uh, it's camp season. Um, You know, obviously, Chili's Flight Club just happened. Um, But there is a lot of kids missing, unfortunately. Uh, I guess not unfortunately. It, it's unfortunate for us because obviously we wanted to see them, but it's fortunate for them because camps are open for pretty much every Division One program that's having camps. Um, I know several of them announced several camps they're going to. I know Gage Daly told me he was going to go to like at least five over the course of the next like month, two months. Yeah, if you can, um, why not? Exactly, and it's it's really cool. I think he was actually just recently at texas tech if i'm not mistaken unless it's that that hasn't happened yet i don't know but um with as long as the dead period was why not get every opportunity you can to and and um, that's exactly what college coaches that's exactly what i was just gonna bring up is how good is it for these kids to have this opportunity it's almost like how we felt when they got a season this past fall because now all of a sudden the recruiting dead period is over they're actually getting a chance to get in front of these college coaches, get on these campuses, see if it's truly where they want to be. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it's just, it's a good thing. Um, you know, yeah, our kids are missing from summer camps. Yeah, of course they are. But there's still plenty of time for that, too. And so they're still it's practicing. Like, it's not like they're just leaving football and doing something. No, like yeah. they're, They might be gone from high school, but they're still improving and doing stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. So, Did you ever go to any of those recruiting camps? Hell no. 
those weren't even really that that much around when I was. Yeah, I think school. that's more of a a newer thing. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone anyway. But no, you never no. thought about playing college football. No, I was never good enough. I I knew that very early on. Yeah, but you can not no. be good enough and still go. No. No. I mean, it's a can't. waste, but you still no. could do it. I went straight for my education. That's what. Yeah, I did. that's fair. So, I knew what I want to do with my life. I'm doing it. So. Um, yeah, that's that was that's what I did. So, what about you? Did you ever go in any uh, tennis camps or anything like that? Those I don't mean definitely... that as a joke. I'm, I'm legitimately asking if you ever went. No, I went to a couple like summer camps and stuff, but there was okay. there was never like recruiting events like that um, that I was ever aware of, and I probably wasn't good enough if there was. How I'm curious how how is the recruiting scene in sports like that? A lot of it is completely independent from your high school teams. Got like, it. Okay. It's about uh, essentially the, the equivalent of it's not club because it's an individual sport, but you're, you know, you're off season, you play in local tournaments or you play in national tournaments or whatever. And got it. You know, you get a ranking based off of that and stuff. So it's, it's the same in a lot of other um, sports like that where the high school season matters, um, but it's not, it's not everything. So it's kind of like gymnastics, obviously, where yeah. most schools don't even have a club or anything. Yeah. Um, and the absolute best um, recruit for for that sport and um, for a lot of the individual sports, they don't even play at the high school level. Like, if you're playing high – you can make a Division One team playing high school tennis, but, you know, the absolute best players are, are going to academies or um, playing at prep schools like a prep education program or going into the into juniors tournaments and stuff got it okay you throwing dishes over there yeah my uh my dog may or may not have knocked over some plates nice nice okay um sorry it was i just heard it it was pretty loud it was pretty loud actually um, hey, one thing I totally forgot to even bring up from the Suns game, and I, I told you I was going to bring this up. Maybe it's not that appropriate, whatever. Um, it was all over Twitter already, but there was a GIF uh, or a video and a GIF of a uh, of a kid from the Don't Suns do game. <laughs> Man, it was it's too funny to me not to do it. Okay, I have to do it. Um, Kellen Olson works for Arizona Sports ninety eight seven. Does a great job. I used to work with him. Very good guy. Great at what he does covering the Suns. Um, he tweeted out a child has removed his shirt and gets the biggest roar from the roar from the crowd all night. Now, disclaimer, this kid's not like three. He's like 12, probably. Uh, he's celebrating. He's having a good time at the game. Should he have removed his shirt? Maybe not. Whatever. I, I'm not his parent. I wasn't there, obviously, at the game. <laughs> but the funniest thing from an account that is called New York Yankees Coverage he replied, and this is why I'm doing it, because it's a, Yankee, it's a Yankees fan, so whatever. No offense to anyone else out there. Um, he replied to Kellen's tweet and said, video, please. <laughs> Let me remind you, Kellen's tweet was about a child removing his shirt at the Suns game, and there's a loud you know, crowd roar. Now, maybe he wanted to just hear the crowd, which I'm, I'm a big fan of crowd pops, so... Maybe that's what he was aiming towards. He just didn't really specify, which made it kind of weird. And then someone named uh, Ryan F. on Twitter, uh, Whitebird480. So uh, obviously he's from Arizona, repping the 480. 
Uh, he replies, pause. <laughs> and for some reason, I just died of laughter. I don't know why I found that so funny. I think it's because of the whole trend, like, you know, getting caught in 4K, stuff like that, like, you know, sus or whatever. Um, but I looked at the other replies to that video, please tweet from the New York Yankees coverage account. And it was like Chris Hansen saying, please take a seat over here. It was like pictures of like a, a flashing camera. It was so funny, man. And I don't know if you saw any of Kellen's other tweets, but I mean, it, he was on point with them because he said something like, the Suns are doing a wave. This is like the most disrespectful thing I've seen. Now they're posing for pictures in, in front of a live action. This is nuts or something like that. I mean, Suns fans are just enjoying themselves and it goes all the way to Twitter too because video please from New York Yankees coverage. <laughs> and the, the guy saying pause. It was so funny, man. Have I don't you ever know seen why that viral video of the kid who loves fried chicken? Um... I don't think so. I have seen three fried chicken for a year. And all I can say is the kid in the video looks exactly like that kid. Well, someone even said the kid in the video looks like Gibby from iCarly. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Oh, you've never seen iCarly? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't watch Nickelodeon when you were younger? I mean, I think that show came out when we were like 15. No, I doubt it. I don't, I don't know what to do with all of this, Zach. I don't know either. I just thought it was really funny. I meant to bring it up when we were talking about the Suns, but I totally forgot until I saw the tab on my computer. Fair enough. Um, it was funny. And someone did actually post the GIF of the kid. And it actually was pretty funny. But, um, you know, just video, please. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even write out please. It was video PLS. <laughs> Twitter's a weird place. Oh, it's so funny. NBA Twitter is toxic, man. Yeah. Have you notice it? Yeah. Every everything like anytime you go and look at like a bleacher report tweet and it's about NBA, you look at the replies and it's all like uh LaCry baby added again. I'm no longer a Lakers fan. I'm this is a disgrace from all the bots on Twitter. Like, it's just it, it, <laughs> some of them are like uh one of them I saw today was here's the Suns Mickey Mouse run to the NBA finals. Obviously, it's foreshadowing. Um calling like jay crowder and like someone else on the suns like mickey mouse shooters or something like that it's just it's a toxic place but sometimes it can be really funny at the same time yeah i mean it's like anything for the most part it's stupid and silly but you know you can get something good out of it every once in a while yeah exactly so man i don't know uh we're gonna stick on the topic of basketball eric um because there's a couple really cool things coming up. And I want to start with um, Valley Christian. They debuted a pretty cool uniform on Twitter today. Absolutely. Um, but before we do that, what do you say we, uh, we thank our sponsor? Let's do that. Cool. You want to go ahead and start? I know I always take your lines. No, this is, it's all you. <laughs> we keep it the same. <laughs> um aall insurance papa hinojosa uh again as always i say this very good friend of the show great dude great family um boys played at mountain point i mean just a just a great individual in, in himself 
Uh, he is the owner of AALL Insurance. AALL.net is their website. Um, I think it's pronounced all.net for those that, you know, just not spelled all. That's why I usually don't just say it like that. Um, Arizona focused for more than 40 years or for almost 40 years, I should say. Uh, 30 value locations, home, auto, commercial needs. Here's Eric Line. I always steal. This is primarily a high school show. A lot of these high schoolers are about to start driving. You need insurance. Let them do the shopping for you. Uh, they literally will find the right price, the right coverage, everything that you can ever imagine. They have 20 different carriers that they actually go through that are their partners with. Why not give them a call? 602-233-3333. That is AALL.net. All insurance. Papa Hinojosa, thank you for being a sponsor of the show, sponsor of Arizona Varsity, and just a good friend in general. Absolutely. You don't want to be without insurance when the, the moment comes. Um, be safe rather than sorry. Um, and if they're, if you're going to do it through anywhere, do it through somewhere that you know is reliable, um, really works for the area, and is, is about the people around here. Exactly. So once again, thank you to Papa Hinojosa. And make sure to give them uh, give their website a visit, aall.net. All right, Eric. Valley Christian. I'm not going to say the Valley Christian because they put the kibosh on that because a lot of them are from Michigan. So I appreciate them for that. And they don't want to be like the Ohio State. Um, sorry, Andrew. Um, that seems like a stretch. What do you mean? Like being that worried about it. Well, anytime someone goes like the university or the blah, 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 it's from the Ohio State. Yeah, how could I get that? But how can they claim a word? Like, how can they claim the well, word want, the that people bring, use in wanna, every other sentence? You want to bring Andrew Morgan on? I'm sure. No, I don't. You. The kid's like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Take it easy, man. That's the name of our show. I know, but you're not taking it easy right now. <laughs> I know. I just, I, I, he, he gets so much praise. Um, and we obviously like him a lot, but, um, if you're going to be with us, you get roasted every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. He did also steal a tweet from a Mavericks fan account. <laughs> so, yeah. Andrew, we got to talk, buddy. You got to, you got to cite your sources, man. Um, anyway, just messing with Andrew. Love Andrew Jeff. Um, these jerseys, Eric, what do you think about them? They're great. Um, cool blue gradient. Um, and I don't know if you if you said it specifically, but they really kind of took on the um, the Valley jerseys that the Suns wear, um, except it's a blue gradient and it says Valley Christian. I think it makes sense for. For their name, I would like to see them wear that in their regular season games. I don't know why it too. has to be just a a summer league thing. Yeah, I would too. I like them a lot. And uh, one of the jerseys looks in the picture looks silver. I imagine it's kind of like a white color. Um, the other one is, is primarily black. Now, like he said, it's a blue gradient in like the I don't even know what to call it. It's like a digital camo. Yeah, kind of kind of thing. The digital camo mountains. Um, yeah, whatever it is. But anyway, so it's got uh, a dark blue on the top, light blue, then it kind of fades into like a, a black, then to gray, then to white, which actually that makes me think that the, the jersey is actually silver. Um, 
and then in blue with white outline it's valley and then christian and the valley script is exactly like the suns now some people said that they don't like it um i can't tell <laughs> our good friend lance said i love the audacity to copy the suns to a t not sure what his tone was there um whatever i think that's but... kind of his bit is never I think you so aren't too. really ever sure when he's being sarcastic or not i think that's the whole point yeah i think so too um Coach Cole from O'Connor, he questioned why get summer uniforms for basketball. Um, I'm not really sure the reason for that either because I know O'Connor has seven-on-seven uniforms like every other school. Um, let them live, man. Just let them, let them have fun. It's for the kids. It is um, really uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, really. Um, although someone uh, replied to that tweet and did say my summer ball consisted of skins and shirts. Uh, good point because I don't think when I was in high school my – my high school Highland ever got ever, you know, new summer jerseys or whatever, but obviously times have changed and it's for the better, I think. So, um, but yeah, no, I like them a lot though. I mean, I think it's really cool. I even went as far to say, um, you know, rally the Valley Christian in parentheses. Um, See there, you said the, I said rally the Valley. Yeah. The Valley. Okay. Rally Valley Christian. Yeah. See, what's this? What's, whole, what's, what's the sun's? What's the sun's? Uh, what what do you call it? Rally call right now, Eric. Rally the valley. Okay, cool. So why would I say rally Valley Christian? Because you just said a couple minutes ago that Ohio State owns the, and you can't call anything else the. No, no. On the jersey, they didn't put the word the because it would say the Valley Christian. Does it say the Ohio State on their jerseys? No, but it says the Valley on the Suns jersey. Great. I hate you. We're going to end the show early. That's it. We're done. Sign off. Uh, but no, seriously, I, you're, you're doing this on purpose, and I'm not liking it. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, very cool jerseys. I can't wait to see them. Yeah, I think they're cool. Um, I, think, uh, I think they're going to be in action. Well, they're going to be in action for the first time after this podcast already airs. So, you know, they'll, they'll have already – been debuted but are they going to be um, in section seven that's how i was just getting to i'm pretty sure they are going to be in section seven yeah the Um, section seven tournament is i know was something we want to talk about it's a really cool thing um almost all the best high school basketball teams boys teams that is in arizona get together um this year it's in glendale at state farm stadium they're going to set up a bunch of courts um yeah 12 courts it's 12 12 that's awesome yeah just high school basketball all day, all weekend, Um, different brackets, different levels of competition and everything. And you really can kind of get, if you're one of these teams, a uh, a kind of figure out where you stand compared to some of these other squads. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are you going to be out there any of the days? I might. Um, So here's the thing is that um, there's no Flagstaff teams involved in it. Um, So I might just have to make a trip out. I've gone to it before. Um, I went, what, I don't know, two or three years ago, whatever it was, um, and saw some of what was going on, and it was really cool. Um, and I might go just to, you know, experience it, but there isn't as much coverage I can do. Yeah, I'm going to go. Gonna be there? So it's it's 18th through the 20th, right? So it's the Friday through Sunday. Yeah. So I think what I'm planning to do, um, so the 18th, I think I am going to go out there for most of the, or I guess probably all day, isn't it? 
Maybe not yeah, all it's day, gonna be but... it's gonna be a majority of the day. Yeah, so I'm gonna go out there Friday. I'm gonna get interviews and everything, and then Saturday I'm gonna go out there for at least a little bit. Um, I was planning to be there the entire day Saturday and just not go Friday, but um, I actually just found out that, and this is obviously, I'm we're not gonna get into this, but I found out that the football team I play for does have another game, uh, so it's gonna be on the 19th. So I gotta. So you thought you won the championship? But you didn't. No, we no. So we did win the league championship, but we're we're playing the winner of a different league. So it's going to be like for the state championship. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then winner gets to represent um, the state against whoever the California champion is after they do their like tournament thing. But so that's I that's mean, not till like August, which I'm not even gonna be able to play in, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, section seven's cool. It's uh. What it is, is it provides a chance for, for us, specifically those of us that go out there to see a lot of different players, a lot of the yep. teams in the same spot in a way that they aren't always um, it, representing their high school teams. You know, the AAU tournaments, you get a lot of players and teams at the same spot, but they're not necessarily, uh, they're not wearing their high school uniforms, or they're not um, official rosters and things like that. And obviously there's, you know, basketball players who also play football or a fall sport or can't make it for whatever reason. So it's not completely full rosters, but for the most part, you get a good sense of who's who. And, um, you can go out and do a lot of different features and, uh, game coverage and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I also imagine there's not going to be a lot of like incoming freshmen, right? Well, it, it just depends because this is a varsity tournament. So, If you have a 2025 kid that you know um, in advance is going to be a real contributor, um, I think of, um, you know, Mark Brown. Yeah, yeah. Someone like Mark Brown or True Washington um, from a couple years ago, um, or or someone that you know, obviously, right away um, could be. Got it. Okay. So. That makes sense then. I wasn't sure if they were technically enrolled already, but I guess if their paperwork's in, then yeah. Yeah, So if they're planning on going there. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be exciting though, man. I mean, it, we didn't have this tournament last year. Um, the year before that, wasn't it at Brophy and like Central and all in those schools over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it wasn't um, but, only one specific location. No, but it's going to be very cool now because I remember there was a point in time where you and I both went, and it was when you were with the Trib at that time, and I think we were both jumping from, like, Brophy to Central, back to Brophy, back to Central. Like, yep. I mean, for, like, a day. And it was it was a lot because, yeah, they're next door, but, I mean, you literally have to walk all the way around the canal, and then you have to walk all the way into Brophy's campus. I mean, I'm kind of complaining, but it wasn't like you could leave one game that's, that got over at, you know, 5.50 and make it for the 6 o'clock tip-off. Like, you were going to be a little bit late. So. Yeah, absolutely. But this one, I mean, you just have to, man, walk across two or three courts and you're there, which is really nice. And it's indoors, obviously. Um, it's going to be, I think it'll be a pretty cool environment. It's not going to be full, of course, because State Farm Stadium is huge. But um, it's going to be really honestly cool be bizarre if they just uh, filled the whole stadium. Because, I, I mean, imagine. there's so many games going on. You wouldn't be able to see your particular game from the high rows of the stadium. And also... Um, how would you, you know, you couldn't really have a, a section for your team because they might be 500 yards away. And yeah, you're like, did you we really... score? No. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> and like, I was actually talking to Matt King, the the executive director of the Arizona uh, Basketball Coaches Association, who's kind of helping run the event. Because I did a, I'm actually doing a preview story. You'll see that pretty soon. But um, 
you know, he even brought up the fact that like, it, this is the venue where obviously the final four was here a few years ago, but it's going to be here again in 2024. So it's kind of like one of those things, like some of these kids playing in this tournament could very well have the potential to be in that final four, depending on obviously how their careers progress in college and everything like that. But yeah, man, it's a great I opportunity. Mean, yeah. How often can you say you've played in a professional stadium? I've never played a sport in a professional stadium. And it's not like they're playing at Phoenix Suns Arena. They're playing in a literal football dome. Yeah. Which is really cool. So uh, it's good for them. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to go out there. Um, you know, I'll probably stay, honestly, most of the day on Saturday. Because knowing the team or the, the league I play in, our game will be out in Buckeye anyway. So I'll already be halfway there. <laughs> so <laughs> I might as well just, just you know, bring my gallon of water in and uh hydrate while i'm watching some basketball you know what, what's not to i mean that's not a, that's not a bad day right no not at all yeah so all right eric we've reached a point in the show where i'm going to ask you about flagstaff so what's going on in flagstaff this week man so while the suns game was going on um the nau uh freshman abdi hamid noor um he's a 10k runner uh, and he got third place at the NCAA championships, uh, outdoor championships, got the bronze medal in the 10K as a freshman, which is really, really impressive. Um, so that's kind of the big thing that just happened. Um, it was the first day of the tournament. There's also two other athletes from NAU in a 5K and a 10K. Um, so that'll be that'll be cool to see. And then, you know, I've gotten out to Flagstaff High School basketball going to see Coganino again um on the girls side tomorrow and so there's a few there's a few cool things uh down the road going on that's awesome man any uh unique stories that you're kind of working on so a lot of it is just you know teams getting back into the into summer form and everything yeah that's how Um, it is me too yeah and so you know it's hard to it's hard to get a full grasp of the teams right now but you start to get an idea of what they look like yeah exactly I'm with you um, yeah, especially when it comes to, you know, flight club, um, again, we're recording before this, but we're technically saying it just happened. Um, I was able to get a ton of interviews, which was awesome. So, I mean, you know, especially for, I mean, I'm on vacation a month from today, so <laughs> it will be, it will be good because I can, uh, I can obviously use those stories as backup when I'm gone. Yeah. So I'm really I'm excited gone. for, um, for the event to see not only that Coconino, so I have a local angle to talk about, but also just the, uh, the event in general. Yeah, exactly. So, um, also something not, not necessarily a story that I'm working on, obviously, but, uh, someone that maybe not so much of you, Eric, but, um, some of you athletes, if you're listening in coaches and other members of the media, you're going to start seeing him around, uh, drew shot. He actually started Monday for me, um, as an intern. So he comes from Northwestern. He knows how to write very good, good kid. He's gonna, he's gonna do a good job helping me, uh, cover the East Valley, maybe do some write-ups on some football teams. Um, you know, how their summer is going, what they're looking forward to, uh, stories like that, maybe get into some basketball with them, but he's with me. I think he'll be with me through the first couple weeks of the football season too. So you'll see him on the sidelines. So very happy to have him. He's going to help me out a lot, obviously. Again, uh, when I'm on vacation, I have to make sure that I have stories for not only the two weeks that I'm going to be gone, but also the week after that, just in case. So uh, he's going to be a lot of help. So definitely uh, keep an eye out for him. Drew Shot. I'll make sure to uh, 
you know, introduce him to everyone, but very excited to have him on. And Eric, if you come down here and, and he's there, obviously, I think you'll you'll get to know him pretty well and you'll like him. So you can give him some advice as well to is he how to, to deal a, with me. Is he going to be uncomfortable with my weird sense of humor? Who isn't? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a quick trigger with that one. That was pretty good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I set myself up. You did. And I, you know, I went for the alley-oop and I, uh, what do you think? That was like a 360 windmill type of deal? You looked like Tory Craig. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. Um, all right, Eric. Before we close things out, the best thing you ate in the last week. Go. So this one is, I told about a whole recipe and everything, but this one is... Um, just is very simple. I went to Safeway yesterday, okay. and the honey crisp apples. What's that? Honey crisp apples. I did buy those. Nice, um, good, 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 good. I always do. Um, nice. but I went and there was a um, they had a deal on strawberries. Ninety seven cents for these big packs of strawberries, huh. super red, super big. Um, I'm a huge strawberry fan in general, but I'm not lying when I tell you I bought six packages of strawberries <laughs> what they're only 99 cents though for what yeah 97 cents for like that regular big size for the pack yeah for the pack oh i would have bought as many as you did too yeah i bought six of them and i just have been eating the heck out of strawberries recently. now here, here's been... my question though do you have room in the fridge yeah i do oh okay yeah i i don't i was running out of groceries that's why i was at the store anyway I didn't Got have it. a ton in there anyway, so I just said, you know what, like, I'll, I'll get more dry stuff or uh, a little bit less um, so that I can have some room for all of these strawberries. And they haven't lasted very long in the fridge anyway, because since I've got all the six packs of them, I need to eat them pretty quickly. Got it. Okay. Um, you ready for mine? Yeah. So it was actually just recent. So I went to Costco yesterday, and as you know, I've been kind of... I've been tracking what I eat. I've been trying to lose weight. I've been working out yep. a ton. I mean, I worked out anyway before, but I'm really kicking it up a notch now. Um, so I actually was looking, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, man, like I should get some steak, you know, stuff like that. And then I've had it before and it's nothing like that, like bizarre, or crazy out of this world, but it's got good protein. It's got the fat's decent. Fat can be high depending on how much you eat of it, obviously. Um, but it's something a little bit different that I got. And I actually made today cause I cooked it all up and I'm saving a little bit. It'll only last me probably like a, like two days. Um, bison burrito bowls. Hmm. Yeah. So instead of ground beef, instead of ground Turkey, ground bison, very flavorful. Obviously where I put do you, some where do you buy bison? Costco, man. They had a, they had like, it was like two pounds for like 20 bucks. It's expensive. But it's very good. I like that. I've never had bison before. Uh, yeah. I can't say I've ever had that. But yeah. next Just time I'm at Costco, I'll look for it. Yeah, threw down can, a I tell you, can I tell you a Costco story? I don't know if I've ever told this to you or on the podcast before. Yeah, go for it. So you met my dad um, virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first episodes. I don't know. First 10, 15 that we did. He was on one of them. Um, Still, I think, our best a, episode, by the way. Yeah. My dad's a jokester. Uh, it runs in the family. His dad before him was also a big joker. Um, I get my sense of humor from them. So Rochester, Minnesota, I'm going to say it's about 2006, 2007, somewhere around that range. I'm 14, 15 years old. And 
Costco comes to Rochester for the first time, our small okay. town, and everyone's super excited. My dad and I go one of the first days. Um, it's maybe been open two or three days. We wait for the biggest crowd to get through and, and, and you know, be a part of the line. But they fill out the form um, and uh, for the membership. And one of the things it asks for is a nickname. Um, and, it, you know, he writes Jamie Newman, writes the address, all the regular stuff. And he's like, I don't have a nickname. And he thought it was just kind of a silly thing. But so he wrote that his name was Sparky. That was his nickname. Um, and from then on, he gets his card. It's printed out. And they put the nickname as his name. So his card for many years was Sparky Newman. Okay. <laughs> I like that. So he's just walking around. No one's ever called him Sparky before in his life. Um, but his Costco card is Sparky Newman. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about um, my nickname as a kid? Nugget? Nugget? Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> Some weird nicknames, man. Yeah. I never had nicknames really growing up. People just called me by my last name. Um, Newman. Norton. Yeah. I got Newman a lot. Nelson. I mean, I've been called Nelson once or twice on accident. but More than once or twice. Okay, a few times. But yeah, by our by our old managing editor. <laughs> yeah. But he also yeah. called me Newton. I don't think it was Nelson specifically as much as just anything with an N um, would be would be messed up. Norton, Newton, Newsom. Um, Newsom. Yeah. So yeah. I got that. But, you know, I never had a nickname that people called me as a kid. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anything you plan to eat or not really? Or should we just wrap this Anything up? I plan to eat? I've got some leftover... Um, Strawberries? I've, I do have a lot of those. <laughs> I've got about four packs left right now. Um, so I'll be eating those uh, sporadically. I've got some leftover um, steak and broccoli or beef and broccoli. I hesitate mm-hmm. to call it steak. It's more like, um, you know, stir-fry meat. But Got it. That's a big thing is I've been trying to do, you know, the, the meal prep and things like that. Yeah. Hey, you never made me stuffed uh, peppers. You're right. That's it? Yeah, I mean, what if, oh. <laughs> I can't argue with you. You're not. I thought, well, I thought you were going to say like something like, oh, you're right, man. Yeah, come on up and I'll make them for you. you okay. Know, I'll be a great host. If you really want to drive for two hours to come get some mediocre stuffed bell peppers, then be my guest. Well, I did tell you that I'm off for two weeks in July, and how are we going to record our podcast? That's true. Mm-hmm. That'll be our first time we actually record together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Have yeah. we never done one not on Zencaster? I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll have to. I'll have to make a trip up there. Number fifty-two this episode and we've still never done one not on the computers we don't even have covid to blame anymore because we both have vaccine we're both vaccinated i think it's just more of you and i just we're so just comfortable like not meeting up at this point well i also live two hours away oh i forgot about that (laughs) just kidding that's part of it um before we wrap things up here um we didn't mention in our last episode i don't know how we forgot which is really terrible of us 
Um, but you know, rest in peace to uh, Chris Chick over at Chandler. And we Definitely. just saw news news today. Um, you know, Joel Reichert. I don't. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, also an offensive line coach at Desert Ridge. Um, he passed away as well, either today or yesterday. So very sad. Um, I don't know about uh, Coach Joel when his um, services are going to be or the arrangements or anything like that. Um, I know Chris Chick is going to be on the 17th. So um, I definitely plan to go out there. Um, I, you know, Coach Garrison asked all of us in a big group text with a bunch of media members to get the word out. Uh, it will be at Desert Ridge uh, Marriott. In, uh, it's kind of like in North Phoenix. So 6 o'clock on June 17th. That's a Thursday. So if you can make it out, definitely come out, support the Chick family. And like I said, once I see something about um, Coach Riker, and again, I'm hoping he's saying, I'm sorry, I'm saying his name right, um, I will definitely share that as well because, um, you know, whether you knew them or not, these these guys made a difference in kids' lives. And especially if you're listening to this show, you obviously care about high school sports and sports in general. So uh, we need to show them that they were loved for uh, for all the time that they gave out of, out of their free time. They, they didn't have to do this. So Yeah, we both have a lot of respect for high school athletic coaches. Um, and from I've never I never met either of these guys, um, but from from just the what everybody has been saying they seem like two awesome individuals um and you have to be you have to be a standard level of a great person just to give up your time um and mental effort and everything to all these kids exactly so please keep the chandler and desert ridge community in your in your thoughts and prayers please keep the family of those two in your in your prayers as well um but other than that, uh, we thank you again. Don't mean to end off on a sorrow note, but it's something that I think Eric and I both definitely wanted to address. Um, never, It's never a good time losing someone in our own community. So um, thank you all for taking a listen to uh, this episode of the show. Uh, for those of you that are returning, thank you for your continued support. For those of you that are brand new, we hope to hear you know have you back with us next week. Um, in the meantime, Eric and I are both signing off. Thank you once again to our sponsor, AALL.net Insurance. That's their website. Go to their uh, go there for all of your insurance needs. Papa Hinojosa, thank you once again. Uh, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter, at Zach Elvira, at Enuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Until next time, go Suns, and uh, let's get a championship, baby. Let's bring it. Let's bring a champion NBA championship to the Valley. What do you say, Eric? Sounds like fun to me.